Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to unpacking. All righty. Well, good morning. The line that I got in the worship that God said to me is, the enemy loves to give you a false sense of defeat. He loves to give you a false sense of like, keep quiet. But what did we do? We plowed right through that this morning and realized our God is an overcomer. He is victorious in everything that he does. Amen. And when we worship, you guys, you need to understand what is happening in the heavenlies, in the realm that we cannot see. God is operating. When we speak it out, it sets order. That reminds me that Sonia's got something to share quickly. But you know, come, let me get the microphone here. This is a walking miracle, folks. Walking miracle. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, it's actually going well with me, even though I've had a, I've had a rough week. week. Sorry, my voice. Uh, health-wise, falling, my ankles, my feet are swelling, my, di- my kidney figures came down. It's not so good, and I'm seeing a panel of doctors on the fifth on Tuesday. But I was sitting on the stoop, and all of a sudden, God said to me, you're breathing the air. You're breathing the air. And you can't see it. It's not tangible. But surely without it, you will die. And that is me. I'm not tangible. You can't see me. You can't touch, touch me. But without me, you'll surely die. And it's vital that you breathe. So it's just as vital to serve him. So I just want to say thank you, God, for carrying me and Neil this past three years. And that you, will you please pray for me for Tuesdays and be a doctor's appointments. Thank you. Let's pray for you now. Come here, let's pray. Yeah, Father, we, we, we speak life over Sonia's body right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the miracle that you rescued and saved this life. And Father, we speak your name now, Jesus. Over every fiber and over every being in this body, we speak strength to these angles. We speak strength to that kidney. You will operate. You will operate according to how it was designed to operate. And we speak the life of Jesus. As he breathes over you, you will have life in your body. And we speak that over you now by the power of his name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, good. So there's a lot of things happening in this month of February, and there's a lot of things happening in the early um, sides of the month. So I'm just going to give you highlights, but we will WhatsApp you during, during the week for you to kind of understand and know. We have a parenting course coming up. Well, you seem excited about that. <laughs> you know, we all, we all raise kids. We all have different ideas and thoughts about raising kids, but there's, there's only really one way to raise children, and that's according to the ways of the Lord. And, and another way about raising children is that you will never do it on your own. You, th- you think you will be okay, but y- what you do is you just follow the methods that your parents had without knowing any different. But as a community, it takes a village to raise a child. Okay, and we're going to be starting that parenting course on the 12th of April, so get ready for that. That's coming up. Okay, and then also with regards to Connection Point, if you want to settle your heart into this community there's been a number uh, of the last year that kind of settled their heart and joined their community. This community, Morning Harriet, it's nice to see you. 
that's come from afar to come and visit us this morning. It's great to see you. And if you want to settle your heart into this community and just move from sitting on a church chair and just enjoying Sunday mornings, but actually become an active member of this community, we are going to be starting what's called Connection Point on the 1st of March. You can put your names down at the information desk in the foyer afterwards, so you'll see more of that happening. So also this morning, we are going to try and end this meeting at 11 o'clock. I'm a miracle believer. Come on. Okay, we'll say around 11 o'clock because I've got a lot to say. But then all the parents whose children are now gone upstairs, okay, we have you as captive audience because we want to speak with you for about half an hour and just talk with you as we partner together about raising our children in this day and this age, okay, and together. So we're going to let everyone else go, but if you've got parents, or you've got parents that are upstairs, if you've got children that are upstairs, we ask you just to stay here. Your kids will, your children will not be released to you upstairs, so don't try and go and get them and then kind of run away. We're in this together, okay, so just kind of remain behind. We are not going to keep you until 12.30 that your roast is now flat and then everything's disastrously after that. We would never, we would never do that as a church, never. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, the Bay City Church men, are you out there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're gathering tonight. Let your cheer be as loud as your feet walking into this hall. Okay? Ladies, nudge them into the, into the ribs. Kaylin, just hook, hook in there in the ribs there. Robin, hui, bah. Tonight, 6 o'clock, we are going to begin our journey for 2023 together as men. Okay, you can all park this side over here. We've got an incredible journey that we're going to go on together this year, walking through the things of God, teaching us how to be heads of our homes, how to be leaders in our community, how to step up and do things together. Again, you will not do it on your own. If you measure yourself by yourself, you are flawed and you are falling way short. But together we take ground. So 6 o'clock we will be here uh, tonight. And just another highlight, on the 19th of February... We're going to have a whole host of people joining us here on the Sunday morning from all over. I'll share a bit more about that now. But in the evening, we're going to have a Sunday evening meeting on the, on the February the 19th, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. I'm a part of the Company of Prophets. Many of you have seen our broadcast that we do on Facebook every odd week um, on a Tuesday night. That team, Henry, Irma, and Janet that have been here over different Decembers, they are going to be in town. And we're going to have a meeting on that Sunday evening. We're going to be talking about the apostolic and the prophetic, the church and the marketplace, working together to see the kingdom of God advanced. And we've got friends from the United States that are out here, and a lady from Scotland called Charity Bowman, who is a creative genius when it comes to the things of God. If you're into creativity, from art to music to business, this woman will pray and release something over you to walk into something else. She's incredible. And then Paul David Guidry, he's from Boston. In the States, he leads a church there as well. And then also Paul, uh, Tony Kim, who is in Bakersfield in California. These are church leaders. They're going to be with us that evening. And we've got something planned that week that these guys are in town. And we'll share more of that about. So Sunday the 19th is going to be an exciting time to be together. So I just want to reiterate something here. You'll notice at different times people come and bring a word up to the microphone. Okay? The one thing we do at the Bay here is we, we have an open mic policy. Many churches are very scared and very fearful about who and what's going to bring something. And so they close the mic, and only a few people can speak into the microphone. Okay, we have an open mic policy here because we build on trust. Okay, it's not a free-for-all. This is not a, a kind of a year to try and give a sermon. You'll see people will share something that they feel God has laid in their heart. So I want to just say to you, and speak into this from the beginning of the year, when we come to a worship service on a Sunday morning like this, 
you don't come here for a word to bring the people. Okay, you come here to hear from God for yourself. Okay, and when you hear from God for yourself, He speaks to you, you digest that word, and, and then it can get to the point of, you know what, I think this is for other people. And you share on the back of what God has been speaking to you so that other people are encouraged. And it will all flow into line with what God is doing in the meeting. If it comes from an outside trajectory, it means that you're sharing something that you just want to have to say something. And I know you people are amazing with regards to this, but I want to encourage you because when you do sense and feel things in the Spirit, part of your growth is actually releasing it. Okay, you can keep it to yourself. Just like Sonia came to me now and said, like, I'm just feeling this in my heart. I just want to say this. It's part of her growth. In reality, God speaks to me. People need to hear that. That word, it's very small, but it blessed you. Okay, and like you'll see when Kathleen gets up, we don't get up because we just love taking the mic. We get up because God has said things in our hearts. And we are ordering a people here. We're going. So I want to encourage you in, 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 in releasing words, in carrying words. But it's not about you need to decide whether that word's for me or that the word's for others to hear. And if you're coming every week, that's also a bit of an irregular pattern. Give chance for others to kind of speak. Okay, and we'll just reiterate and set this in tone as we keep going, uh, walking into this year. And you see how we, our hearts beats is to hear what God is saying to us so that we can walk forward and be encouraged by what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we'll keep journeying with that, you know, our hearts for that. Just to remind you that again, at the end of the meeting, the Healings Room team will always be praying for people here. And we were just chatting in an elders meeting on Thursday morning and just saying to you that if you... I asked that question. We're going to say, if you die tonight, do you, are you secure in knowing where you're going? Okay? If you're not, then you probably need to be, be spoken through to be found security in your salvation. And there's a group of people, assurance. Thank you, Marcy. Assurance. There will be people that will pray with you. Okay? Because we are walking into, as the church, globally, we are walking into a harvest time. Okay, a harvest time of souls, a time where many will be coming to the kingdom. Now, I'm not talking about a crusade and then thousands put their hands up and they'll come forward and get saved and nothing changes in the church in that community and area. No, I'm saying many will be saved and added to a group of people that understand they've been set apart. And if you're unsure about that, you need to find assurance of salvation. Your sin doesn't disqualify you from salvation. Okay, you've crossed that line, you make a decision for Christ, you are walking out your salvation, you are being sanctified, okay, through life, through the things that happen, the blood working through your heart and your life every day of your life, you're doing that. So if you're unsure, we, we are walking into a season where we require assurance, and God is asking of us as His people as we walk into these times. Amen. Amen. And then the chairs. I love the way the chairs are. Like this, okay? We've had a lot of good reports, but a lot of people loving it, but we've also had a few people just kind of struggling a little bit with the way they are positioned, particularly in seeing the screens. Okay, so we're going to try and reconfigure things in such a way that we all can kind of, you know, work together here and the screens can work so we don't have too many issues like that. So I'm just, I'm just highlighting that. Okay, I know a number of people, like if you're sitting, it's very hard just to keep looking 
to the side of the screen all the time as we do things. So we are aware of that, but we will work together to, to kind of see that come together. Amen. Alrighty, we are on the brink of walking into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Okay, this is our eighth year, okay, that we've been doing this February journey where we go 21 days, where we walk into what God is saying and speaking to us as a people. Now, the internet of the church is struggling today, but I'm going to WhatsApp out today this booklet in WhatsApp form to all of your phones. Okay, if you struggle to read it in PDF and cannot access it, it's, I enjoy it, I put it onto my iPad. When you get it onto your phone through WhatsApp, you can email it from your phone. To your email address, you can get it to your computer. Okay, there's ways and means that you can get this, this document around. We pr- would prefer that you have it as a soft copy. If you really can't work it on your phone or have it on an iPad or a computer, we have 50 of these printed in the foyer for you after the meeting so that tomorrow you have the material that will take us on the journey that we're going together over the next 21 days. And we will culminate things on the 26th of, January, of, of February, sorry, which is Sunday in three weeks' time. Okay, Errol Farnes and myself put this together, and we are saying what God has been speaking to us at this time and through this time of season. I just want to thank Tony Adams for building and putting this together, giving long hours there, right, Alex, to putting this booklet together, and obviously the staff just getting it printed and ready. Here it is, okay? Don't exclude yourself now. Well, that's your journey. We're walking together as one. And what God is saying to us as a people, and I'll speak to this a little bit later. Okay, who needs a printed copy? Okay, Neil and Sonia, you can have this one. Okay, you can share it or you can get your own ones. If we re- Will you be able to print some more quickly this morning, Lister, if we need? Is that... The internet's down, so you can't print, eh? Okay, so yeah, so there's 50. If you really don't need a printed copy, you can use it on your phone, you can use it on your iPads or um, devices and computers and stuff. Okay, I was away last weekend in Bloemfontein, okay? And, um, Bloom, no, Bloom, Bloom tried to get the better of me. I caught a 24-hour bug being in Bloemfontein. So the Saturday and the Sunday, I ate four bananas and an apple. But it was good for me. It was good. It was good. But Bloom is Bloom, eh? Is Bloom. It's lovely there, but it's flat, it's hot, it's dusty. There were a lot of flies on the Friday night, a lot of flies around that meat that we were brying. I mean, a lot of flies, like a lot. Anyway. But Bloom is Bloom. But it was significant. What's been happening in January... In this nation, and what God is leading us into as a people, and I'll speak more into this, was significant. This is not just, yeah, okay, sweet, little gathering of guys, let's hope what happens. It's putting trajectory for this nation. Hear me. And the line that has kept coming to me over the last while is, he who has an ear, let him hear. Okay, and it's in Revelation, it continues to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Spirit is speaking at this time. If you listen to what prophetic words are going out, you must also realize there have been prophetic words that spoke about when that Wade versus Roe abortion, um, um, what do they call it, law and case that was set in place, when that turns over, this was prophesied years ago, when that turns, it's a sign that God is going to be doing things in this season. That turned over in America late last year. 
Their prophetic words, Chuck Pierce, that Kathleen referred to, was in this building here in 2016 in March. And he spoke about this nation and setting an order in things. But he prophesied near the end of last year about the these last three years have been like a boiling pot. That we've been like in this, in this cauldron almost, like this bubbling and brewing. It's been difficult. But we've had to go through these three years. And he says, watch, this February is transition. He says it there now. But this third Passover, that we're coming up to the beginning of April, God is about a good thing. Okay? And it's not now flashes of lightning and doing things. It's about a harvest of souls. And that the kingdom people are arising and standing in their true authority. And that's what's starting to take place more and more. We are not backing down. We are standing up to what we believe for. We're uncompromising, unapologetic in the way we're walking forward. Look what God has done through a people in these last few years. He's awoken us up. And the prophetic are speaking. There's a lot happening in the atmosphere, what God is setting in order for His church to be prepared to. And before I go any further, I want to, I want to honor a group of people in the life of this church. Because what we've been doing over the last few weeks is asking you, what is your kingdom assignment for this year? What, are you going to, what is the mandate? What are you going to put your hands to? And everyone's written down on the piece of paper. But what I had was many people over 70 coming to me going, I can't, I, can't, I can't do a lot of that stuff, okay, and you, know, you know, just where I'm at, and I, I don't have the kind of energy or whatever it is to do. And I'm like, we're not asking of you. Okay, what, what I want to do, what I want to say over you this morning, if you're, if you're over 70, I want you to hear me, okay? Okay, Neil, that includes you. I know you're there. Okay, firstly, I want to honor everybody over 70. I want you to stand up, please. Dominique, that's good timing. You are not over 70, pal. Okay? Oh, thanks, bud. If, if you're over 70, I want you to stand up in this place. Are you close, Marcy? You're late? No, very close. Well, you can stand. I mean, it's close. I want you to notice something, and I want to say over you guys here this morning. Okay? There is no pressure on you now to have to give more effort. Okay? What you have done for all these years, you have run ahead for us. What we have walked into now is because of what you fought for. Okay? And, and there's no pressure to have to do stuff. What I'm saying over you is, what we require of you is to champion us on. Cheer us on. Speak words of life over us. Speak words of wisdom over us. Cheer this generation that are coming up behind you to kind of keep going and keep fighting for what you are fighting for in your generation. Because you guys particularly fought for the freedom of the things of the Spirit. We now live in that. It's not a fight anymore. Those that go back and do that cycle again, they will have to repeat the same thing. But we are walking from a trajectory where you have gone ahead of us. And we want to honor you, okay? And this, this part that you are playing, we will do the heavy lifting. You do the supporting and the cheering us on to keep going, never to give up, never to stop believing for what, the, what Christ is building into us. So what's happening and what happens at this phase of your life is that you are not stepping back. No. Okay, let me get out the way. No. no, no. You're stepping aside so that we can kind of run through and then you champion us on to keep running for what God has called us to do. Okay. So that we can run hard and believing the return of our Christ and King to this earth. Okay, and I want to just, let's reach out now. I want to pray over this generation that have gone ahead. Father, we thank you for a multi-generational group of people in this church. And I honor you this morning for everyone that has run ahead. 
everyone that has plowed hard, that has just trusted and believed you. I pray their words of wisdom, their words of life to encourage us, for us to keep spearing on, to keep running hard for the things of the kingdom. And Father, we pray divine um, energy over every heart. We pray divine supernatural touch over every one of your bodies, that you would hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And in your time that you have, and you're praying and you're speaking over us as a community, and you're declaring it to the heavenlies that, that you have heaven's attention as you are releasing these words of life. You are speaking over the church at this time, and we honor you. We thank you for what you have done, how you've run ahead and made the way for us to walk and to run with the power of the Spirit in us and through us. And we just re release life, joy, prosperity, wholeness, and health over your bodies. In the power of His name, Jesus, we declare these things. Amen? Amen. 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 We honor you. We thank you. No pressure. There are youngsters that need to do the running now. Okay? And I'm talking about you 60-year-olds as well. The youngsters that have energy to run. If I look at my dad, he's 74 this year, right? 74. There's no stopping this guy. Honestly. He, he's just running. He's just going to keep going. Why? Because he's got heaven at his, the winds at his back. Just keeps going. He knows his time and season. But God is with him. So keep going. Keep pursuing what God is doing. So I want to say as well, we've written on these cards what our, heaven, what our um, kingdom mandates and assignments are for this year. If you haven't, speak to Robin at the info desk. We'll give you an opportunity to write something down. It's between you and God. It's not about trying to make the church busier and we can run around doing more so it looks like things are going well, but there's no life. We are, we are motivated from the place of life, from the place of His presence to see the kingdom advanced. Not only here in this building, but where you go tomorrow where you shine the light, where you stand as a kingdom ambassador and agent in the midst of chaos, in a world that's dying and crying out for truth in this time. and that. So if we want to be spiritual, we need to do spiritual things. That's very important as a part of it. Okay, So the times we live in, what's happening in the world right now, okay, and what's happening in this church community, we are activating. We are activating us to walk into things. So he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, okay, at this time. And as I said to you, there's a shift. And I want to read from Mark 4, verse 24 this morning. And I want to read from the Passion Translation, which gives a, just a good understanding. And this now is the, you know, the, the beginning points of, of Jesus' ministry, and He starts sharing and teaching on different things, and He heals people, and He chooses the twelve, and He starts speaking authority over de demons, um, and he, and he starts setting an order. He starts teaching parables and teaching you know, the sower and the seeds of the kingdom that are planted into people's hearts. And he gets to the story about the parable of the lamp. Again, the story starts in verse 21. And then he said, it says, he also gives, sorry, that just jumped back to Mark 2. He also gives this parable. It says, no one lights a lamp only to place it under a basket or under the bed. It is meant to be placed on a lampstand, for there is nothing that is hidden that won't be disclosed, and there is no secret that won't be brought out into the light. If you understand what I'm saying, you need to respond. He's saying, are you hearing what I'm saying? If you have an ear to hear, let him hear. That's what he's saying. And then he goes to this part, what I want to focus on here. Then he said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, 
hear and listen of what he's saying, understanding will be given to you. Okay, so if you're hearing, embracing, understanding will be given to you. And according to your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. And he completes that part by saying, for those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation. But those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what little they have, will, will lose what little they think they have. Okay? The version that speaks in the ESV says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Let me just read the other version so you get a context of what I'm saying, and I want to build up on what we're speaking here. So let me just go there. Mark 4. So he speaks about the lamp and the basket, put it on a stand. Verse 23, he says, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has, who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, I want to build a little bit of a trajectory of what's been happening here and what this verse is actually saying to us. So, if you define the word ear, he, he who has an ear, okay, he's not talking of the physical ear that can hear. What he's saying there is who's hearing what the Spirit is saying in this time, who is allowing the words of the Spirit and the words of Jesus to shape your heart, okay, and who is allowing words spoken to activate the Spirit to walk in alignment of what God is saying to the church at this time. What he says just before that, when the light shines, it will expose everything. In the church, through the last three years, we have seen men, women, who are on their own agendas being exposed to what's played out. God will bring to light everything according to their measure, or what they're hearing the Spirit saying. When you hear what you want for yourself, that will be your measure given to you, according to what you are wanting, not what the Spirit wants for the church, what God is saying at this time. So when he speaks about, remember this foundation here, is that the Word of God is the seed of the kingdom. That is the most fundamental foundational parable you must ever learn that Jesus spoke about. The Word is the seed. When those seeds are planted in your heart, and it doesn't land on rocky soil, doesn't land on the path, doesn't land amongst the weeds, and lands in fertile soil, what will happen? It will produce fruit. And we've spoken enough about the roots, and the tree, and the believing. The fruit is just will happen when you believe right. Okay? Word of God is the seed of the kingdom in your heart. So now he's speaking about, in this verse, about he who understands. Okay, the understanding there is, the meaning is to have an open heart and to live in truth. When you have your own personal agenda, it's not always the truth. Because you're measuring yourself by yourself on your own desires. Living in truth is according to what the Spirit requires us to walk into in this time and this season. And is not to hide or to have a closed heart to understanding. Okay? Now let me break this down a little bit for you. So by the measure which with you measure, okay, it will be measured to you. Okay, so let me break that down. 
So by your measure of lack of faith, it will be measured to you in a little faith. Okay? By your measure of having a cynical and critical spirit will be the measure where you will be, be, find criticism and cynicism will be given to you. And if you have a little and you don't understand, it will be taken from you of understanding and of revelation of what God is saying to His people in this time. So if you, your measure is faith, hope, and love, and the word of the kingdom that is birthed in your heart, the measure to you will be according to that faith, according to that love, according to that hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And it will bring revelation. Revelation is like that seed in your heart that starts birthing something, and you go, I get it. I've got it. The revelation of Jesus is your step of salvation. The moment you realize, He's my King. He's my Lord. I'm a sinful person. And I cross over from one kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light and realize I have been transformed by the power of the blood. That's revelation. Then you walk into agreement of understanding that I'm not a pauper and an orphan anymore. I'm a chosen, adopted child of the living God. When you catch that revelation, you can stand up to presidents and say, this is who the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. This is who I am. You're not fearful of men because you understand your identity, and your purpose. It's a revelation of what God has given to us. So another explanation of this verse, of what's saying here, there's a whole understanding of this verse, what he's speaking. It's basically if we break it down into what it would actually be said about this understanding that we have, this is how it would read. It would read, more will be given to the person who has something, whatever it might be, but a person who doesn't have that something, even that something they have will be taken away from them. Okay? So it's meaning, what it's saying there is, having an open heart to receive the truth of God. The parable of the sower and of the lamp are similar in that they speak of the heart that receives the truth. Okay? The word is the seed that grows within us and the lamp that glows within us of the light of God. This is what God is speaking to us about in this season. And I want to give you a little bit of a trajectory of what's taken place in this January, of what now we're walking into in this February. You know, me going to Korea at the beginning of this year was honestly life-changing. But the timing of being there was pertinent to what God is speaking to us in this community and this nation. God doesn't miss a beat. Like I said, He'll take you anywhere for you to learn something, to connect with people. But what I found in Korea was a people just like us who are fighting and standing for truth. Who are as the kingdom people, kingdom ambassadors of God, standing united, believing what God wants to do with the, the foundation of kingdom values and the kingdom standing of what we're believing for in, the, the, in, in this time and age, what we're standing for. But what God started speaking to me in Korea was South Africa, the people of God, the ecclesia that He's called out and set apart for this time and the season, he says we need to start making a noise. Remember I shared this when I was half asleep that morning. Okay? He says we need to start making a noise. But it's a noise with strategy. It's a noise with wisdom. It's not just shouting your mouth off and hoping for the best. It's according to God's order, God's plan. Start making a noise. I'm like, mm, what does that look like? What does it look like? You know, yes, worship, we make a noise because we understand what order we're setting in the heavenlies when we declare the name of Jesus. And then he reminded me of Elijah how Elijah was the one prophet, or he thought he was, who didn't bow to Baal. 
He wasn't intimidated. He walked in fear a little bit, but he overcame that with this Jezebel woman. And that spirit of Jezebel. And he was intimidated by it and he ran, but he stood up to it. Okay, this is prior to. He stood up to the prophets of Baal, 950 of them. One lone man with his aid around him. And said, well, who's your God? And he said to God, am I the only prophet that hasn't bowed to Baal? And God said, no. There are 7,000 others that have been hidden in caves. And they'll be coming out and you will arise as a people. And I felt God saying, this is the church in South Africa. There's been many in caves, many hidden away, individuals, church communities, just kind of waiting to come forth. But you can't come forth on your own and go, ta-da, here we are. Oh, no, we're on our own. Okay, well, let's just go back inside. When you all come out together, it's a loud, resounding sound and voice. It reminds me of that time. I remember when the previous, um, the previous finance minister, Pravin Gordon, 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 okay, and he had just been axed by Zuma, I think it was. And they walked publicly, they walked across the street to make a statement from the one house to the other house. I think Latuli to wherever it would be. And they walked across the road publicly. All the news were following them. And they walked into the offices of the finance minister's offices. And the staff were singing. And they were clapping and they were singing and they were dancing. And as I saw that, I said, God, God showed me. He says, a singing people are a powerful people. They're making a noise. They're making a statement. Just think what happens when we sing here. And just think now the millions of believers around South Africa who gathered this morning have gathered declaring the name of Jesus. Do you think he doesn't notice? Okay, we're not alone, folks. And the trajectory, well, I'll show you how. We are working together across this nation. Okay, there's 7,000 hidden. They're coming out of the caves. And then I was invited to this weekend, now this last weekend up in Bloemfontein. Okay. It was a gathering of people, of men with one heart and one mind. And what had happened was, Arno van Niekerk, who was here in September, and he launched his economic book, An Economic Solution to South Africa. God is raising this man up as a voice across our country. And he had a list of thousands of men. And God said to him, choose 300 that I want you to rally your Gideon army. Okay? And within a week, he messaged us all at the end of November. Now, that's into December time, end of January. Within a week, he had 250 people say, I'm there. I'll respond. And, and this Gideon army essentially gathered in Bloemfontein from all across South Africa with one purpose, one mind, one agenda, to see King Jesus exalted across this nation of South Africa. Okay? And what, we saw, what I saw in Bloemfontein was a little bit like the 7,000 people coming out of their caves and all of a sudden uniting and standing together across this nation, believing for reform. Now, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. If you sow faith in what we're believing for, that will be the measure given to you. Hear what the Spirit is saying, not just what I'm saying. Yeah, hear what God is doing and saying to His church in South Africa. If you're a foreigner and you're not from South Africa, you will benefit from this, this nation setting itself in order. Zimbabwe will benefit. Malawi will benefit. Mozambique will benefit. Lesotho will benefit. Mo Namibia will benefit. Botswana will benefit if this nation and further sets itself in order. Do you believe this nation can come right? You believe it? The summarized in this weekend was that we've got one purpose, and it was exactly the same theme of the purpose of gathering in South Korea, was the whole retort that Moses spoke to Pharaoh, set my people free. 
It was exactly the same theme. Korea and the 300 men who we are declaring, set my people free. Set my people free. What did Moses have to do? He needed to just walk in obedience. He just needed to do what God told him to do, and the Lord did the rest. Amen? We need economic freedom. We need governmental freedom. We need social freedom. But there's one plan, and the one plan is to mobilize a people across this nation. There's one dream. Africa shall be saved. We believe that. We believe that. God's not sitting on His throne, twiddling His thumbs and waiting for a greater day. He's waiting on a people. He's waiting on us. Yes, we believe you, Almighty God. We believe what you're saying to us. And this is not going to come by just resting on our laurels and just hope the Lord moves. He's co-laboring with us. He wants us to step up a people of integrity and believe in God. So what happened with these 300 men? We were divided into 20 different groups of importance around this nation. So we had people that are in government. We had people that are operating in the education sphere. We had people that are operating in business, people operating in the medical world, people in, who are church leaders full-time in church environment. And we broke it into 20 different areas because that's their lanes that they will set order. They will set this purpose for our nation, what we're walking into. Okay? And there's a drive of these 300 men, and this is part of what I'll speak about more over the months to come, is that if I ask you the question, are you satisfied with the current governmental system over our country? When the wicked rule, the people groan. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. The only way we are going to see things change in our nation is by setting a righteous government in place. I will give you that plan in due time. I'm going to share you that all out now, but there is a plan. Okay? Do we want to see a godly government in place over this nation? Of course we do. Of course we do. Ronald Reagan was quoted in saying this. If not us, then who? If, uh, if not now, then when? If it's not going to be you and I, they're going to set a trajectory for this nation. Who's going to do it? If, not, if we're going to wait for 10 years, I promise you, we don't have time economically to waste. We are going down the drain. We don't have time. If not now, well, when are we going to do it? And this has to be by faith that we're believing and walking to. And I want to show you the trajectory, you see. Going to Korea, set my people free. Go to this gathering of 300, set my people free with a strategy and a plan of what we can believe for. Okay? God also spoke to me and said, we need to shift this mindset, this lie of a paradigm of thinking when we just have this idea of, well, it's all just going to go to ruin and everything's just going to get more and more chaotic I mean, things are going to get more crazy around us. There are going to be more and more and more of this chaos and all that happening around us. And then Jesus will just come back and save us all. Really? Think about it. Why did he die? Why did he give up his life? So that you can just, we can just sit back and all run to ruin? Really? No. The purpose he died is that he's called us out as a set-apart people. We've just been bound by the systems of this world, which are the kingdom systems. The enemy systems. And if we don't have an answer, we don't have a response, we're bound by them. I'll probably ask around this room how many of you are in debt. There's probably a lot of you. Because the economical system is meant to trap you. Okay, the medical system. I've got a very loud chirping corner here. Which says, oh, the medical system. Yeah, they'll kill you, they'll kill you. 
steady. The governmental system. The governmental system has failed us. Not only South Africa, every nation around the world. It's been proven. Politicians do not have an agenda for you. They have an agenda for themselves. Do you know that this weekend, purposefully, no politicians were invited? No politicians. Because you will come here advocating your party. And you will have one idea, votes. And if we get more votes, we gain more power. They played a clip of Miles Monroe. Many of you will hear Miles Monroe. He who passed away, I think, in 2014 in an airplane accident. Eh? And, he, and he said this. He says, you have the rights to actually contact your mayor and have a meeting with him. He's speaking from America, but it's the same for us. He's a public servant. And you ask that mayor or you ask your community council or whatever they are, what is your thinking and plan for my children? He won't have an answer for you. Because he doesn't think like that. He's only thinking the next votes. Politicians are not leaders. We have proved that over and over again. They don't know how to lead themselves, okay? And therefore, they cannot lead people. There's an arising of a people that will not be politicians setting order over a nation. It will be leaders of justice and leaders of righteousness. And the only way you can understand righteousness and justice is because we know the King, the Lord of all, God Father who's seated on His throne and the foundations of His throne are righteousness and justice. God showed me the other day the authority that we're carrying on our voices. Now, who's ever received a phone call of somebody trying to sell you something? You all rolled your eyes. I saw that. Okay? I don't answer those calls. I really only answer them when I'm driving in the car and I've got some time. Well, let's talk. I've got nothing else to do. Let's have a chat. While I've got you, you've got me. Okay? And there's this 021-493 number that's been bothering me and I've blocked, I don't know how many lines, I've blocked, 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 blocked calls. And then I took this call, 021-493. I said, here we go. Hello! And they often say, can I speak to Kathleen? I'm like, well, phone on her phone. Can you give me her number? It's like, no, sorry, I don't have a number on me. But if you really want to talk to her, you must phone her yourself. This woman was like, yeah, I'm cast. I said, look here, honey, I'm not going to buy anything from you today. But what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you very kindly, like we all do, could you please remove me from your database? Now, who said that before? Right. Okay. Have you ever seen it happen? No. So what I did was I got a little indignant inside of me. I was like, honey, I said, now, now you listen to me. Okay, now I'm talking like I'm talking to my children. You listen to me. Okay? Why don't you go now and do the right thing? Why don't you don't lie to me and say you will do one thing and then do another? This country is going one direction because of people that lie. People that don't have integrity on what they say and follow through with their actions. Okay? So why don't you now be an upstanding right citizen and do the right thing? I'm so tired of unrighteousness being flowing in our country, and we need to stand as righteous people, and I'm giving it to her. And I also, I can't remember her name, and she was like, yes, yes. 20 minutes later, I got a text message to say I've been removed from the database. And you know what happened? As that happened, I felt God say to me, there is an authority on righteousness in this season. Your voice has an authority to speak righteousness in order. Don't back down. If people are doing illegal, lying, cheating in your office, step in order. Don't you be the one involved with them because then you've got no power on the righteousness that you carry. Don't get involved in the schemes 
around you. Stand with integrity. It's the only way things are going to change in this country. If we stand with this belief of righteousness and what God has said and what He's doing through us. Okay? See, the reality is we don't have time to waste, folks. We don't have time to waste. We are building and setting in order with Jesus a people that won't just sit back and oh, go, whoa, whoa. There's a people that have been set apart that when all things are falling around us, there's a people that still stand. Yeah. Look, who, and then the question is, who are these people? These are the kingdom agents. These are the ambassadors of the king. They don't bow to any other king but King Jesus. And this people will see miracles. They'll see supernatural provision. They'll see things playing out just like in the book of Acts, where there was provision. There was, there was sharing. There was things poured out, but there was opposition in every way, but it didn't stop them. Because what did the disciples pray for? Boldness. Not to back down. Not to cower into a corner about this false defeat that the enemy has given us. No. We are the people of God. We have all authority. We have all victory. And every demonic force will bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. See, the power of gathering together is that we will only tear down strongholds in unity. You will not on your own tear a stronghold down over Cape Town. We have to be in unity to tear down strongholds. And if less we come together and stand believing, we will see these things being teared down over our nation and over this country and over the city. This is the time of arising together. We're walking into it. Okay, now, it's 5-2, nearly done. On the brink, we are walking into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Do you feel the urgency in the Spirit? Do you feel the intensity of focus? Focus. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches at this time. The enemy loves to deceive you and get you caught up in all your troubles that you have in your own life and distract you from the main thing. If you don't have a booklet with you for this 21 days, you are going to miss out on the journey that we're going on. See, what Kathleen is facing is a, is a situation where... Uh, the, uh, a person oppressed by the devil is coming for her. She's trying, okay? But it's made us stand even firmer. No, we don't back off. We don't back down. The enemy, you see, the demonic, when they manifest itself in the 80s and the 90s, it's very different to where it manifests itself now. The manifestation now is not writhing on the floor and we're shouting at everyone, ah, get out, get out. It's different now. It's an attack on your character. It's an attack on your personality. It's an attack on your integrity of who you are. The demonic is not stupid. They've been around for thousands and thousands of years. They know what's playing out. They know what's coming down. They're not backing down. The writhing used to cause all the trouble in the church, and everyone freaked out about it. The strategy's different now. They're coming after you. Watch your people in your office place. Watch those people around you that are oppressed by the devil. They don't, there's, there's something inside of them that will hate, your will hate your righteousness. And then they come for you. You've got to stand firm, folks, and you will not fight it on your own. This is what we're walking into. This is what God is saying to us. This is a key time for us as a people, but it's not just for the Bay. It's for South Africa. It's for this nation that we are believing and trusting God. And the journey we're on with, with, is what God is establishing within us as a community. And we are going to go on a journey of engaging with the apostolic and the prophetic and understanding what that all means as a people of walking together in this, Okay. But it's all coming on the back of what we've walked through and how January this month has made it very clear. It's about set my people free. Because when the church aligns to the purposes that God has called it to be, we'll be an unstoppable force and an unstoppable people. And you're all a part of that. You're not excluded. 
From moms at home that don't have time and energy because of the children, you're not excluded. From you, business is just demanding and taking everything of, of you, of your time and effort, you're not excluded. We're all part of what God is saying and doing to us as a people in this time. Okay? So the meaning of why we're doing this is that, um, okay, so what, what, give you an understanding of what we're also going to be walking into here in February as the bay. God has been speaking to us for years about being an apostolic house, a place where many will come and be equipped, trained, send and receive. Send, what, uh, uh, train, send and receive. That's the... the Receive, train, and send. Sorry. I was just checking that you're listening to me. That she's listening. This corner's listening. Receive, train, send. Okay? You've been received into this house. There's a training that's happened in your heart by the Spirit and different things that happened, and it's ascending to workplace. It's ascending, but it's going beyond the walls of this community. God has been speaking to us about other church leaders, about other influential people, other ministries that we've just known and what's going to start happening in February, we're going to start formalizing this connection and group of people coming together. So it's not just a lone voice, one coming out the cave. It's a whole united voice is coming out together, uniting with the bigger picture around South Africa. It's an unstoppable force. And what we are going to be calling this move and group of people, which is essentially an apostolic field that we're all going to be plowing together. I need some prophetic gifting. I need um, teaching gifts. We need teaching gifts in this community. We need prophetic gifts. We need that evangelist. We need all those things to, in, to build up the body of Christ for works of service for the kingdom. And we're going to be calling this whole thing One Accord. One Accord. Kathleen had the best picture that we're trying for some design person to try and make this picture up, is that if you have a very frayed rope, Okay, that's just all tattered and all kind of together and it's all over the place. We've all had those ropes, you know. But then what starts happening is the rope starts giving order and it's got structure and it gives power and strength together. That's what this picture, that's what the picture would look like of people coming together. There'll be, on the 19th of February, there's going to be guys from all over the place that are going to be in this building. Church leaders, different ministries. Bless old Ivan at Bethel Church in Lavender Hill. He wants to bring his whole church that Sunday morning. So you better get you early. We're going to put out more chairs. We're going to sit on the floor. Because we are setting something in order here that God has been speaking to us about for years. What He's called us to be a place where we will see many run together. And as we plow that apostolic field together with the prophetic, the evangelist, the teacher, all the gifts, we all bear the fruit together. It's not about one person. Okay, It's not about this bottleneck vision. It's like a flat line. And the picture that, that Arna had for this last weekend, which is exactly the same, is if you have a wagon wheel, okay, and you have the 300 men in the middle of the wagon wheel where the hub is, and it all spokes out into those 20 different spheres and it affects the part of society, it's a flat line. The hierarchical structure of leadership is dead and old. Okay, businesses in the world are still trying to operate like that, and they can because they'll use fear. They get people to bow to them and say sorry and run around after them. But they've tried to implement that into the church doesn't work. You get controlling, overpowering, too powerful leadership, and they think they're gods. That, that structure has been flattened, and it's a flat line where we all run together and walk together, and God walks us in running in one line and taking the, the, the fruits of what the kingdom is doing for us. So this is what's coming in, in, in February. This is what we're walking into. Okay, Many from Cape Town are going to be around here. Many from Southern Africa. So we've got Morton from Malawi, who's going to be back here and joining us. 
Okay, we've got Antoine in the DRC who is just struggling to get, just pray for them actually. They, they want to charge them 400 US dollars per visa to enter South Africa. It's, it's ridiculous. They're trying to get back because he wants to be here because we are rallying our friends from around Southern Africa and the nations to come together in one accord and see God work in and through us as a people. Okay, and he has the joy, okay? We've had this in our hearts, as I said, for about two years as an eldership, believing for this. The company of prophets that I'm a part of have been speaking into this, of forming an apostolic and prophetic kind of group of people that are running together. The Korea trip, actually, and more importantly, this gathering of the 300 last weekend spoke right into what we're building and exactly what God is showing us to do. We're not running on our own. We are gathering and partnering with those from around this nation who are going to set in order what God wants to do through a people. The greater impact, you see, is seeing the bigger picture. The bigger picture across this nation. We are one part of the puzzle, and God is using us in the big part of this. Okay, so as we embark on this 21-day journey together, as I said to you, the 19th of February, we'll have a lot of folk here from all over the place. We are setting into motion one accord, which is an apostolic field of setting this in place. I'll communicate more with you, but I want you to be aware as you walk into this. Starting tomorrow. Now, fasting TV is a good start, but that's easy. I'll just turn the TV off. God is is asking us to consecrate ourselves. That word consecrate, every time God was about to move, every time God was asking something of His people... He said to them, consecrate yourselves. Consecration is a setting apart, is a choosing a a position that you are now, we are being made righteous, we are holy before God, but you are choosing that position to be made evident through your flesh and through your life. And saying, God, I'm holy before you. I'm setting aside all the distractions, all the noises, and all the comforts, like coffee and chocolates, Okay, I, and I, and I want to I want to challenge you. Let's not walk into this twenty-one days glibly. Yeah, like I'm just going to fast Facebook, eh? Yeah, you can fast Facebook, but I fast Facebook anyway because it gives me nothing. Okay, why don't you get before the Lord now today, tonight, before you go to bed, and say, God, help me now, as I start this journey tomorrow. I want to consecrate myself before you. And I'm going to position myself as someone who is holy because you are calling us out to be a holy people. And He will lead you, whether you go on the Daniel fast where you cut out all meat and you just eat vegetables for a period. The first three days of that Korean um, conference was a water-only fast. But God helped us. Okay? He will help you. He will strengthen you. Now, don't be overzealous and just cut out everything, and you haven't prepared for just a water fast tomorrow, you will fail. You've got to walk in this with, so even if you start this week by cutting a lot of stuff out, and you build yourself up, and actually see this, it's like a trajectory. Because if, I, if we ask ourselves around the room, no one's really prepared to start fasting tomorrow, right? Right. Okay? So let's, let's build it up over three weeks. Let's get to a point where we, we, we slowly but surely just start letting go of more and more. And I, I guarantee you that as you do more of that pushing away of stuff, the clarity of the Spirit speaking to you 
will be more clear than you've ever had it. You read the word, it will be alive to you. And then you can read that. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches at this time. And to the measure that you understand that and you are positioning yourself will be given to you of revelation and of understanding. And for the last three days of the fast, we're going to just raise the game a little bit even more. On that Friday the 24th, Friday, Saturday the 25th, Sunday the 26th, we're going to consecrate to a deeper place. And I'll give you more details about this, but the essence is that we're going to have the building open here on Friday. We'll have a meeting, uh, morning and afternoon. Okay, and I need to talk to Jude. We're thinking of joining you at the youth on the Friday night, but we'll talk to you about that. Sorry to do that publicly, but I've got it on a note to message you tomorrow. <laughs> but now you know. <laughs> okay, Saturday, we're going to do a first fruits here. There's going to be worship running in this building. And on Saturday, Sunday the 26th, we're going to have Commission Sunday. And if I look at my notes about Commission Sunday, I had it in my notes years ago about praying and laying hands on every single person in this hall. We're going to commission you for your kingdom assignment that's required of you this year. You are not an island. You are not stuck in a cave. You are part of a people that is bringing reform to a nation that is crying out for change. And God needs us. And as we consecrate ourselves, the, the reality of the plan, the reality of the assignment will become more and more real. As the revelation to you of understanding what God has given and saying to us at this time becomes more real, you start living it. You start breathing what God is saying to us, you see. See, the season that we're in is bigger than you. It's far bigger than this church community. It's for a nation that we are standing here and believing for and positioning ourselves before the Almighty God, okay? And to the measure you hear will be the measure given to you as you will receive revelation as God's spoken about this time. See the trajectory. See how God's been speaking. See how he's been, he, he doesn't miss a beat. He's getting our attention and leading us to this point of a people where we don't do it to get something. We do it because he's asked us to. Aiden's not in here. No. We asked him to unpack the dishwasher this morning. Okay. And he comes into the room, obviously packed. He says, well, you could say thank you. So I was reminded of my phone call to this woman with this righteous indignation arising in my heart. And I said, you know, buddy, I, I hear you, I'm, and I am very thankful. I thank you for doing the dishwasher. And it's not the first time he's done it either, by the way. So I said, do you think when Jesus died on the cross, he was like going, are you going to thank me for what I did for you? No, he, he came to serve, not to be served. Okay, so the idea of you asking thanks, I get it. But you do things without getting any reward and wanting anything back for it. That's true serving. That's true leadership. And as we position ourselves, you see, before God, who gave us everything, folks, He laid down His life for you and me to be free. This is our response. Saying, God, I give my body, my, as a living sacrifice, I give back to you in service for your kingdom to essentially say thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me and my life and my family. Here I am. Amen? Amen? Amen. This nation needs us. And I'll speak more into that as we walk into this. But let's journey with this 21 days. Let's stand together. Here we go. Kathleen's got a word to share.
Just remember, parents, you can't escape, okay? You are being held captive. Um, the word that I shared about uh, Chuck Pierce, what he bought, um, I actually had it so on my heart this morning, and then when I just showed Claire, she's like, sure, you've actually got to release what's here. So I'm going to ask, if you've got small children, or if, if we could have as much quiet as we can, our children make noise, that's fine, but we, we were in a holy moment, and we've been in one since the beginning of this, or the start of this meeting, and a lovely lady came to me while we were doing the offering and said, I've had the week that you just described of the enemy being constantly at me, which means you're going in the right direction. Yeah. You're not going in the That's wrong right. direction. And so I just want to release this over us, and you can close your eyes and let it sink into your spirit, because what we are about to walk into tomorrow as we start this fast, there is such a different feel on it, I can't even have language for it. It's just different. And on that, I turn my ear. Close February, our eyes. Let's, let's just close your eyes, focus as much as you can. February is our transition month. We are going from last year's trials, habits, and even glories into new strength, new faith, and our next portion of glory. Last year, I gave a word that February would be our most difficult month of transition, but we have entered that moment now. As I waited before the Lord on the morning of February 1st, He began to speak the following me, to me The time has begun. You will feel the start, the beginning, the soberness of what will happen next is in you this morning. It's now all business. Make all of your plans accordingly. You must be where I need you at all times. Let me guide you. Let me direct you. Stay in my spirit and wait for me to speak. Mm. All else must fall to the wayside. I will take care of the fallout. This is a time of such focus. This is a time to heed everything I speak to you. Take nothing lightly. Nothing. Walk in obedience. Walk in my leading. Nothing else matters now. Listen for every nuance of my voice. Every urge in your spirit. For surely I am speaking with my people now. Approach each day ready to hear what is on my heart. Wait for every word I speak, that you might walk in tandem with me. Place your hand firmly in mine, and do not fear. We will walk this together, and all will be well as we do. Challenging, yes, but it will be well with you as you look to me for everything. This is not a time to doubt or a time to hesitate. This is not a time to move ahead of me. This is a time to wait, to listen, and to move when I say move. I will make it clear as you settle yourself before me and listen. Don't be afraid to hear what I ask of you. Don't dread to hear. What I ask, I will give grace for. Fear has no place in what we will do together in the days ahead, South Africa. Don't listen to his voice. Don't let him speak to you. He is trying, and he will try to. Greater am I than he, and he has no power unless you give it to him. Victory is ahead. It will come. Keep your focus on that. And when you don't see it right away, it will come. Victory 
will come. So Jesus, we lift our hands in surrender to you and into your ways as we walk into this 21 days of fasting, knowing that you have a plan for our nation. You have a plan for our community and you have a plan for our lives. We will not fear. We will have ears that are willing and ready to hear what you have to say, Father God. I release such a peace over this people as they go forth knowing that this is the time. Kanako, it is now time. It is now time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just want to, I just want to pray a focus over your spirits this week as we align with what God is saying over our hearts. And I just release that over every heart here this morning, Lord, a focus on our spirits. Because as we live, we live from the place of your presence. Not trying to find you. We live from the place of you with us, in us, to us, and through us. And I speak and I release that over your spirits now today. A focus to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And I just want to pray for Brian Walla Walla. Many of you know him. Brian was sitting over there this morning. He, he had a stroke in our church meeting, okay, and he was rushed to hospital with Rod Hopley now, near the end there. Uh, let's just pray over this brother, okay, that the Lord, the enemy will have nothing over him now, and just release life and healing. Come on, let's lift our voices. Father, we want to thank you for Brian. We just pray. Come on, lift your voices in the spirit. The name of Jesus is powerful. We just speak to our brother's spirit right now. We speak to that body in the power of your name, Jesus. We want to ask of you, Lord, that there would be no side effects. There'll be nothing of that body from what's taking place. We pray that everything in that hospital now would be rectified and set in order. There'll be no side effects from this. And we decree and we, we release healing over his body. From the power of the name of Jesus, we speak life into him. We speak life to Brian's heart and life right now. By the power of your spirit, we thank you that there's power in your name, Jesus. And we release that over him now. We release that over him. And in agreement, we say these things and set them in order. Through your name, Jesus, we declare. Amen. 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 Alrighty, bless you all. There are booklets that you can collect if you need one, but I will PDF out the, the booklets to everybody a little later. If you're not on WhatsApp, you need to give your name to Robin in the foyer, and then we will give, uh, the, send the books out to you. Be blessed. All those with children, please just stay behind. You will not be able to collect your children. Sit with us for five minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Um,